This is Off The Ball Breakfast. Where do we go from here? Got to go back to the drawing board and it's four more years. Four more years. Four more years. What's next, Alan? Where do we go from here? Subscribe to the Off The Ball Breakfast podcast on the Off The Ball app now. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, Eddie Jones is officially out as Wallabies head coach. More injury woe for Joey Carberry, just two games into the new season. Ulster prop Tom O'Toole is set for a month on the sidelines and England winger Johnny May calls time on his international career. OTB's Rugby Daily is brought to you with thanks to Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo, food, we get it. First today, Eddie Jones has resigned as Wallabies head coach. His departure had been mooted even before Australia suffered a first ever pool stage exit from the World Cup. Jones had been linked with the vacancy of Japan head coach despite his constant protestations that those links were fictional. Having only been appointed in January and given a wide remit to overhaul Australian rugby over a five-year period, Jones won just two of nine tests and those wins came against Georgia and Portugal at the World Cup. Speaking to Sydney Morning Herald columnist Peter Fitzsimons, Jones says he was disappointed by his second stint, adding, I gave it a good run. Hopefully, I'll be the catalyst for change. Sometimes you have to eat shit for others to eat caviar further down the track. Rugby Australia chairman Hamish McLennan claims Jones did not receive a payout. Allied to the Wallabies' poor performances, Jones had vented his frustration at the lack of progress in Australian rugby between his tenures and the slow progress in getting centralisation over the line, coupled with needing fresh investment in the game. Rugby Australia Chief Executive Phil Waugh says the Wallabies' World Cup showing was as low as he's seen in his lifetime, and he admits the union is financially challenged, but explained why this was the best time to part ways with Eddie Jones. Yeah, I've got to be fiscally responsible uh, as to how we spend our money, and uh, and you know, certainly running high, um, uh, you know, high cost programs uh, in an environment where we're financially challenged, we've got to be really sensible. So what, what sense for Eddie Jones to, in the end? Uh, I think Eddie's covered, covered that. It's certainly not about, uh, about the money. And, and when I talk about sensible approaches and, uh, and a collaborative approach, um, you know, I, I really uh, admire Eddie for the way he's handled uh, the, uh, the process to where we've ended up. And, uh, and when I talk about being financially challenged, um, you know, we, we are financially challenged and, uh, and you know, certainly the way Eddie conducted himself and understanding uh, the circumstances of, of, uh, of where Rugby Australia is, um, it was a, a good outcome uh, for Rugby Australia and a sensible outcome with Eddie. So can you explain what a sensible outcome? Like, I'm just struggling to understand it. You appointed by for five years and you say it's sensible he walks away after one. Uh, I just don't understand how that's sensible or what. Can you explain that? Well, sensible in the fact of where we were at uh, in terms of performances. Um, his vision um, of the speed in which we're going to uh, execute centralisation and his belief in uh, access to finances and funding. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we've been quite transparent and he's been quite transparent and it wasn't about the money in the fact that he's walked away. Uh, and again, um, as to where we're at financially, um, and certainly with the relationship and, and the trust that we need to build with our stakeholders, it was very, very important that we, uh, we, we didn't uh, uh, end up in a situation where it was very expensive for us to depart ways. And for those of you still feeling downcast about Ireland's quarter-final exit, it appears we are role models for those troubled souls down under. Yeah, certainly within Australia on the Rugby World Cup cycles. Um, I'm far more interested in winning between 
uh, Rugby World Cups and actually winning World Cups because you look at uh, the Irish, the Irish have never got past the quarterfinals, um, however, uh, at, at a World Cup, however, they win in between, they win provincial rugby and they've got a really healthy system. Um, for us, we need to be winning between World Cups and not uh, rely purely on, on World Cup success. So, um, you know, I think that uh, I, I think that it's actually a reset right across the high performance elements of the game. Uh, and uh, we announced that before the World Cup, we, we understood where we're at. And uh, and I do think we're making really good progress with our Super Rugby Club. So, um, you know, in terms of having uh, no direction, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd strongly dispute that because I do think we've got a very strong direction and a very strong vision. Current Leicester head coach Dan McKellar has been spoken of as a potential Jones replacement. Other names in the frame include ex-Connacht head coach Andy Friend, former Munster coach Stephen Larkham and a potential return to the gig from Michael Checker. Warren Gatlin, meanwhile, believes Andy Farrell should be the next Lions coach. Writing in his Telegraph column, Gatlin says he's not interested in leading the Lions for a fourth time on the 2025 Tour of Australia. The Kiwi has a record of one tour win, one lost and one tied, but wants to hand the baton on to Andy Farrell. The Ireland head coach was named World Rugby Coach of the Year at the weekend, and Gatlin says he will offer any advice required to his successor, whomever that may be, when 2025 rolls around. Joey Carberry could be set for another spell on the sidelines. Munster say the out half requires a scan, having picked up a wrist injury in Sunday's draw with Benetton. Prop Josh Witcherly is out of this weekend's game with the Dragons at Musgrave Park due to a neck injury, but scrum half Craig Casey is available again following his return from the World Cup. Liam Coombs and Jack O'Sullivan have also returned to training following respective thigh and knee injuries. Ulster, meanwhile, expect Ireland tighthead Tom O'Toole to be out for a month. The province revealed today that he requires surgery on a persistent groin injury. Kieran Treadwell picked up a hip injury in training last week and he's out of this weekend's meeting with Connacht. Dave Ewers and Cormac Zuchuku both suffered head injuries in the win over the Bulls and they'll sit this week out as they follow the return to play protocols. Connacht are likely to be without JJ Hanrahan for Saturday's game at the sports ground. Head coach Pete Wilkins will be able to replace him with Jack Carty and that formed part of today's Today's injury update. Pretty good overall. Um, Tom Farrell came off at half time uh, with a with a wrist issue, but but he's absolutely fine. He's um, he's bounced back well this week. JJ obviously hurt that knee um, catching a high ball. It's nothing serious. We'll, we'll sort of assess him in the first part of the week. Um, you know, we won't take any risks with that. So so we'll have a look at JJ over these next couple of days. But but otherwise um, otherwise everyone intact. Much like Connacht, Ulster go into Saturday's game with two wins from their first two URC fixtures. Wilkins has been impressed by the new attacking style of Connacht's next opponents. Yeah, I think Ulster has certainly certainly talked about um, you know expanding their attacking game, and you know Dan's spoken openly about that. Um, you know they've obviously recognised with the artificial surface going in um, up there in Belfast, and and just I think growing their game from from being contenders to. You know they're they're desperate to to achieve that that silverware at some stage. So I think they've seen that as part of their game. They can evolve on the, on the back of what's been a really well organised, physical, uh, good set piece mauling team. So it'll be interesting to see where that takes them. Um, it'll be really interesting this weekend as well because certainly our encounters with them over the last few seasons. Um, you know their their structure, their box kicking, their mauling game. Um, those physical elements of the game um, have been really key parts of how they've come at us. So. It'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, obviously we won't see their preparation this week, but it'll be really interesting to see that end product on the weekend in terms of how they decide to go after us, whether that expansive game does come into play or, or whether they go back to what served them, you know, pretty well at times in the past. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing it from from that angle as well.
Finally, Johnny May has announced his retirement from Test Rugby. The Gloucester wing is second on England's list of all-time try scorers with 36. Only Rory Underwood has scored more. The last of May's 78 caps saw him replaced, ironically, in the 78th minute of their World Cup semi-final loss to the Springboks. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to keep this podcast coming at you free and indeed daily. The clue is in the name. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.